What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are almost through. Well, you know, we're a good way through yet another week, but just some regular action. Let's get into some game action. Let's talk about some of that. You know, we are discussing the Mariners. That's been the theme of the past few days, how they have a win streak. They have now stretched that out to 11 games. They stormed back from being down four runs. And now they have claimed the second longest winning streak in franchise history. They haven't won this many games in a row since 2001, 21 years ago. This is some history we're seeing, some franchise history we're seeing for the Seattle Mariners. They're on quite a run. It's it's awesome. I, I, I love what they're doing around the infield now when they get the win. They kind of uh, huddle up and, and do a little do a little dance there. But the Mariners are now 48 and 42. They own the second wild card spot in the American League. They're actually just now one and a half games back of the Rays for the top wild card spot in the American League. And, you know, it, it almost looked like the streak would come to an end on Thursday night. I was watching this game. It really did. The bats were cold and Texas got the best of Mariners starter Marco Gonzalez with four runs allowed in the first two innings. But, you know, he had to stick through the game because the bullpen was tapped out after a doubleheader against the Nats. So he had to stay put through sixth, through, through the sixth, through six innings. And then he got some run support. And as they've done a few times over this 11 game stretch, the Mariners surged late in the game. They scored five runs in the final three innings to keep their win streak intact. The longest club record is 15 games back in 2001. That was a historic team. You know, they won. I think they, ha- I think the 01 Mariners have the record for the most wins in history, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, yeah, that team won 15 straight. This team is at 11 right now. But Thursday's victory marked Seattle's largest comeback win of the season. They were down 4 nothing before you know Sam Haggerty hit that inside the park home run in the fourth. And he actually had a three-hit night. But good stuff all you know, all told, when it's all said and done, this is a team that is absolutely hot right now. And they have a chance to keep this going heading into the All-Star break. But they'll need to finish off these last three games against the Rangers. They have now won seven consecutive series, including a sweep of their last three series, Nats, Blue Jays, and Padres. If we head to D.C., the Braves beat the Nats. And Michael Harris II was a game-changer. The rookie center fielder continues to impress. He hit a go-ahead home run, and he also threw out a runner at the plate. I mean, what more can you do? What more can you do? With a tie-breaking two-run homer to cap a 10-pitch at-bat, and it ended up being a close game, and he had his prints all over this game. It ended up being a 5-4 Braves victory at Nationals Park. You know, Michael Harris has been very impressive since he came up to the big leagues just less than two months ago. But, um, I mean, he ended up throwing Garcia out, Luis Garcia out at home, a one hopper fielded by Travis Darno. You know, that ball was hit to left center. Harris comes up and fields it. He didn't even get that much momentum coming from behind the ball. But what he showed was just arm strength, pure arm strength. Harris's defense really is his calling card. I mean, he can hit for sure. He definitely can hit for average. The power numbers weren't there in the minor leagues, but the power has definitely been there in the majors. He's hit for way more power in the big leagues. And that was already his eighth home run. And like I said, he's only been up for, what, like seven weeks? He's been up in the bigs for seven weeks. He has eight home runs already. So 
to show you the kind of you know power that he has hit for this far. He's been a very good. I mean, he's he's hitting 284 as an all-star break approaches, and that's definitely what the Braves like to see. Dansby Swanson also went deep. He's had a very good season. Two-run homer for him. Matt Olson hit a solo shot. Kyle Wright started on the mound, and then Kenley Jansen got the save. Big win for the reigning World Series champion, Atlanta Braves. If we go down to St. Petersburg, Tampa, the Rays swept the Red Sox. They really stepped it up. They rebounded. They swept the Red Sox. They won four their fourth consecutive game against Boston. So it was a come-from-behind 5-4 win at the Trop. And this is Tampa Bay's third four-game sweep of Boston. You know, that's that's a big deal. Four-game sweep, um, you know, they've ever done. Last time they did it was in 2020, and before that it was 2010. It's very tough to do, especially against a really good team, which is what their manager, Kevin Cash, said. But the Rays are playing really well right now. You know, I feel like all season long we're going to be talking about, oh, this team's really hot right now. This team is, you know, because that's how it is. It's a 162-game marathon. So every team is going to have bad stretches. Every team is going to have good stretches, believe it or not. Every single team. But the Rays have won nine of their past 13 games with a 9-1 record against AL East opponents. So they're nine games over 500 for the first time in a month, and they've built up a one-and-a-half game lead atop the AL wildcard standings. But you have to remember, those Mariners are coming up behind them. As for Boston, you know, it's it's weird. You know, they, they just lost four in a row. They have a series at Yankee Stadium. Over the weekend, that's obviously going to be another big one because you're staying in your division. And, you know, if, if you lose if you lose too many consecutive games in your division, that's how you could fall fall in a bad spot. But Boston, even though they've lost four in a row, they still they still sit third in the AL East. And within striking distance of the race, they, they are te- they're technically tied as far as record goes with Toronto. But they are an even win percentage, but they're one spot ahead in the standings. Because of head-to-head record, I assume. So that's the deal there. Max Meyer, the Marlins' number two prospect, he has been called up to the major leagues, and you know there was a Twitter video posted on Thursday night. He is the number two prospect in the organization. He is MLB Pipeline's number twenty-one overall in baseball, and he will head to Miami on Friday. So. Two-time All-Star Sandy Alcantara will start the series opener on Friday, but Meyer will make his debut on Saturday, Saturday afternoon. That's going to be his first major league start. This is a this is a big arm. You know, he was selected third overall in the 2020 draft out of University of Minnesota, and you know his first professional season he pitched in the Futures game and earned Double A South Most Outstanding Pitcher, and you know he continued dominance last year. In AAA, even though it was only two starts before the season ended. But then this year, he picked up right where he left off, posting a 1.72 ERA and 39 strikeouts through his first six starts. But then, you know, he had he had a bit of an injury and he's back now. He's up. They are going to they're going to call him up to the big leagues. You got a fastball that sits 92 to 95. You know, it's not high octane velo, but his slider was the consensus best pitch in the 2020 draft. That is his bread and butter. So we'll see how it plays in the big leagues, but congrats to Max Meyer on making his, or he's about to, um, being called up and 
earning a big league debut. We will see that on Saturday. But as we enter the final weekend before the All-Star break, you know, keep in mind the home run derby field is set. I will just run through the full list. It's Schwarber and Pujols in the first round facing off against each other. Juan Soto and Jose Ramirez. Then Pete Alonso, the defending champ, facing off against Ronald Acuna Jr. And then Corey Seager facing off against Julio Rodriguez. You know, it's seeded based on how many home runs these guys have. So Kyle Schwarber is the number one seed. We'll see how it goes. I mean, Pete Alonso, he will definitely be the favorite to win his third straight home run derby. That guy is an absolute monster. But it's a loaded field. So we'll we'll see what happens. It's definitely no sure thing. But I think it's going to be a fun all-star break. And we'll see how things turn out. But that is where we stand right now. We have a good weekend of games ready to be played. And that's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.